Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ahoy there, listeners. Welcome back. Welcome aboard the health ship. It's good to see you again. Thank you for spending your time with me. Give me 100% of your attention right now. Drop everything you're doing and listen to me speak. This episode, I'm outlining my current diet. It's a typical day. It's not every day, but it's generally what I eat and the rationale behind it. I sort of give a couple of variations and how you can sort of incorporate the same foods into your diet and why you should incorporate them because it's important. It's important to you. It's important to me. It's important to everybody. So yeah, I really hope you enjoy it because I enjoyed it very much so. This one was, uh, yeah, a lot of fun to record. And um, as always, if you have any questions, pop them to my email, healthhometruths at gmail.com. And the socials, most active on Instagram, at healthhometruths. There's a Facebook page as well, but, you know, go give it a follow and drop some likes and, you know, drop a message if you've got any questions. I think that's it. So yeah, sit back, enjoy this one. Good stuff. Gobble it up with your ears. All right, peace out. Much love. to health home truths i'm your host rory again episode two let's go i'm gonna talk to you about my diet <laughs> so first i should preface with i am a huge proponent for intermittent fasting or time restricted eating if you will time restricted feeding where i basically narrow my feeding window by shaving off time either end this has evolved over the years but nowadays it basically means i don't eat until it could be 11 12 could be two, three, four. There's no set time. I'm not religious about it. And as a general rule, I'll try and I don't eat after eight. If I do, you know, it's, it's not too bad, but it's never after nine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the first thing. Uh, so I'm going to talk to you about my transition to becoming vegan or plant-based, if you will. So I was influenced by a couple pescatarians in the house. <laughs> So we would eat a lot of vegetarian meals together and that sort of influenced me heavily. heavily. What else? I had a seizure and after that, lots of things clicked and snapped into place. It was sort of a realisation I had post-seizure. And also I think initially it was the environmental factors. So I thought, what could I do? Because I've heard all this information that it's better for the planet and whatnot. And uh, that's sort of initially what, you know, pushed me over the edge but when I dove into you know it was initially just an experiment I was like oh I'll do this wonder how long I'll do this for and then as I dove into more of the ethical side I just fully drink the vegan uh, Gatorade now (laughs) I I don't I literally fell into it and uh, watching videos from Earthling Ed who so eloquently explains everything and just made me see, see so clear 
it changed my life. You know, I, I will never go back. And um, I even remember, I don't know when it must have been, you know, when you're young and you hear the, the term veganism and you're like, oh, they don't even eat eggs. And I found that so bizarre. I was like, not even eggs. But now it's crazy to think how your thought patterns change. And I'm very grateful, you know, that I came to the realisation when, you know, at the right time. Because I think everything, everything happens at the right time, really. But I did enjoy I ate a lot of meat and I enjoyed a lot of meat throughout my from my from my upbringing but i ate obviously everyone eats well i'd, I'd hope so majority of their food comes from plant sources even if they're not the healthiest choices anyway but i ate a very healthy balanced diet when i was growing up but you know everyone evolves and changes on that note i started diving into you know the health benefits of veganism or just eating a whole food plant-based diet and on the other side of that the research showing the negative effects of meat. That's not something I'm going to go into right now. Not not just meat, but dairy as well. So that led me to find Dr. Michael Greger, who's, you know, the, the king of evidence-based nutrition in the whole food plant-based space. And he's literally my king. I'll bow down to him and be his servant forever. <laughs> he literally opened my eyes so much. I read his book, How Not to Die. I just... All that content he's putting out there, I've just been gobbling it up like a greedy little pig. <laughs> no offence to pigs. Uh, and, yeah, so I'm, I've mentioned in my last um, session the, some of the benefits of the whole food plant-based diet. And uh, I still urge you to try, even if it's just for one meal, one meal uh, a week, maybe just a whole day, your plant-based day. Could be on a Thursday, could be a cheeky, uh, a silly Thursday. I'm having a silly Thursday right now. So yeah, I really urge you to try it. Start small, one meal. You'll probably notice you have most, you know, you, you eat mostly plants anyway. Just switch to one day where it's a whole food plant-based diet. So that might be uh, having whole wheat pasta, pasta, <laughs> not plaster, a, le- a red lentil pasta, or just a whole grain quinoa, buckwheat with your, maybe you make a bolognese sauce with lots of veg and greens. That's plant-based, you know, that's a whole food meal right there. I won't go into that too much. In this episode, I'm going to outline what I typically eat, a couple of variations of my staples, and the rationale behind it, some of the reasons behind it, you know, the science, to try and sort of give you an idea of what a whole food plant-based diet looks like and what it can feel like, and hopefully I can sell it to you because I fucking love it so much (laughs) and I want to share it with you. I have so much passion for it. I never get bored of eating this way. It will evolve over time, obviously, but this is just now. It might be different in two weeks or three weeks or a month. and I'll tell you then when it is different. So I'll typically eat oats every single day in one form or another, usually overnight oats. In my overnight oats, I put in flaxseed, a tablespoon of flaxseed. Shout out to Dr. Gregor for that. That's a part of his daily dozen. That's another thing I wanted to say, actually. This is sort of mapped off Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen. I've sort of made my own changes and added a, added in my own things. In my oats, so flaxseed, oats, obviously about half a cup of oats, tablespoon of flaxseed or more, tablespoon of milled chia. We have this nice milled chia seed that we get from Lidl, but you can obviously use whole chia. Walnuts or any nuts, really, cashews, pecans, whatever you, whatever tickles your pickle. <laughs> Raisins, cinnamon and nutmeg, lots of frozen fruit. And if I have it, sometimes I'll put in uh, 
protein powder. At the moment, I have Vivo Life Vanilla. Shout out to them. I don't, I mean, that it doesn't ta- count as a whole food. I put in because it makes them taste like cake. It's just nice. So I know I don't really need it, the protein powder, but at least it's one of the healthier options for the, the protein powder. And then I'll typically add nut butter the morning after. Yeah, so what you're getting there from the from the oats, you're getting soluble and insoluble fibre, which is great for your microbiome, feeds your gut. It's beta-glucan specifically. You know, that makes them all slimy. Same with okra and aubergine. From the flats, you also get more fibre. Not only are they rich in omega-3s, but they have an abundance of lignans, which are phytoestrogen. You might hear that, and you've heard that in... It from soy, and people say, oh, it's bad for you, it'll make you, it'll give you tits. <laughs> That's not true. You know, it actually has the opposite effect, and can, it, it can be anti-cancer. So, and obviously you have to eat loads of soy in order for, um, for it to have a negative effect. You have to drink gallons of the milk and whatnot. So yeah, the flax, unreal. There's a reason it's part of, uh, a part of Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen. He's read all the literature on this, and I'm taking his word. So <laughs> until, I'm, until I'm told otherwise, chia seeds are also rich in omega 3s They have a great amino acid profile, so you, you're getting a great uh, rich protein source there. Walnuts, also high in omega 3s but any other nuts as well. So, you know, and also it's a nice little crunch. I find they sustain their crunch best overnight. Some nuts, they get soaked and they, they lose it. And it's like homework trying to chew them down, you know. So, <laughs> raisins, another great source of fiber, and they add a sweetness as well. So, yum yum. Cinnamon, rich in antioxidants, obviously. Nutmeg, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's just nice. <laughs> I'm sure it does something good. The protein powder, yeah, obviously, it is a source of protein. It's not a lot I put in there, but with the cinnamon and the nutmeg, it does taste like cake. Frozen fruit, rich in antioxidants some fiber as well i put in you know i buy just mixed bags of berries you get blackberries blueberries raspberries you could put anything in some people like grapes a bit strange <laughs> so uh, and then you, i mean you give it a good mix and the next day plop a bit of almond butter or peanut butter on there Mwah. for your first meal that is so rich in nutrients so nutrient dense i highly recommend it so typically i'll eat that if not, I'll just make porridge and I'll include all those same ingredients on there in that, sorry. Alternatively, you could choose any whole grain and make a porridge with it. I've done it with buckwheat before. You can do it with millet. You could do it with quinoa if you're that way inclined. You know, go experiment. And then uh, sometimes I'll actually have a smoothie before my, my oats on my porridge. And recently I've been, we've been getting this nice fresh turmeric in, so put fresh turmeric in, root ginger, I'll crack some black pepper in there, you know, to increase the absorption of the turmeric. And what else do I put in there? Citrus. I never have a smoothie without citrus. Like I'll put a whole lime or a whole lemon in there. It literally takes it to the next level. And then, you know, banana. It could be frozen banana or fresh banana, frozen fruit. You know, I, I think you, you should know how to make a smoothie. I will make a video and show you. <laughs> but yeah, banana. You know, I never go without citrus. That's my rule. It just brings it up, makes it fresh, brightens it. You could add greens in there. You could add, I, I, I was adding a lot of parsley and coriander. Shout out to Simnet Nutrition. 
that's where I got that from. And that adds a nice, you know, you get a, obviously they're leafy greens and you get a nice tang in there as well. So that's the, it adds some jazz, which is welcomed. So yeah, so I'll either have, you know, my smoothie first and then my overnight oats. But um, yeah, it, it goes either way. For my next meal, I'll have a big salad. I say salad, but really it's, you know, you can, you can take it and run with it and make it, you know, so extravagant or as simple as you want. It's not just a salad. Obviously, it's based around leaves. Typically, I'll have kale. That's my green of choice. You could put lettuce. You could put a bit of spinach in there. Not too much. It's high oxalate. We'll go into that another time. But having cups and cups a day of spinach can lead to kidney stones if you're susceptible. Don't want to scare you, but that's why I typically choose kale. It's obviously a cruciferous vegetable as well, high in sulforaphane. And eating raw is just, you know, the best. You could add anything else, really. You could add cabbage. I love adding white or red cabbage. Red cabbage is so rich in antioxidants and such a cheap vegetable. You know, it's for, for you know, your money has most bang for its buck. It's a powerful little bull. <laughs> so you could add on top of that any veg of your choice, really. If you've got leftover roasted veg, roasted squash, roasted sweet potato, any potato, you know, anything really like that and then I'll always typically add grains and legumes as well and what I'll do is I'll usually start by cooking the grains and legumes together so if I've got quinoa half a cup of quinoa half a cup of split lentils because they cook at a similar time you could also do this with millet or buckwheat um, and then double that amount in water so the ratio is two to one or one to two <laughs> Bring that up to your boil on medium-high. As soon as it starts bubbling, turn it down to low, low-ish. <laughs> Put the lid on and then let it cook for 15 minutes and then turn off the heat and let it steam for a little bit. And then everything comes off the bottom and you've got your whole grain. I love doing it with quinoa and lentils. It's perfect. And obviously, while before you've cooked that, you could chuck in some chopped carrot. At the end, you could chuck in frozen peas. You could add in green. You could add just greens to that and eat it out of the pan. That's what I did yesterday, or I took for dinner. <laughs> uh, so when that's cooked, stick it on top of your leaves, and then I'll typically add in something like uh, sauerkraut. My sister made a lot of homemade sauerkraut recently, so obviously that's rich in uh, healthy bacteria for your gut. It's a great probiotic. So you've got your, you know all your veg, everything together. Here's a dressing that I really recommend. You get a jar, you add in some tahini, you add in a little bit of miso, which is also probiotic, the live cultures in it. You added some lemon juice, add in a bit of unrefined sweetener, so that could be a little bit of agave, a little bit of date nectar, or you know, date sugar. Slacken it with a bit of water, add in some black pepper, shake that up in the jar until it's like the consistency that you, you prefer. And you could drizzle that over. Another alternative, which I really like doing, is adding hummus and some something like vegan pesto or just a bit of hot sauce with the hummus. And that's just so good. Another thing I'll add to this meal, sometimes I'll just, you know, open a can of beans, any beans or chickpeas and stick that on. Like, even if I've got the lentils, sometimes I won't. So, I'll <laughs> But it's just a jam-packed big bowl. Uh, if I will show you that. I'll make it and show you. It is hefty. 
and I'll weigh it for you because sometimes it's ridiculously heavy. <laughs> and I'll scram that down and I'll be hungry like 30 minutes later. So that's, you know, what I base my, my second meal around. Usually always grains of some sort. Recently, we haven't had many grains, so I've been eating popcorn, popcorn mostly, popcorn trail mix. The way I'll do my popcorn is we have a machine, a little popcorn duck, that I've just been absolutely melting by the amount I've used it. <laughs> It's it's melting away. It's slowly dying from 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 the use, but it's a nice way of cooking popcorn. You know, popping it without adding anything to it. So I pop a bunch of popcorn, nothing added to it. Add it to, you know, I like having it with pecans, cashews, walnuts, some almonds or Brazil nuts, and raisins. So it's a big bowl of you know trail mix popcorn. Another great whole grain with uh, insoluble fiber feeds your gut. You know, Dr. Gregor recommends three servings of whole grains a day, so that's sort of why my rationale behind that. But I also love popcorn, so that's a nice sort of meal that I'll have too, which is also quite high in cows and nutrients. And then for dinner, we'll usually have, you know, something like a chili, a curry, a lentil dal, a vegetable curry, ratatouille, some sort of bolognese, vegetable bolognese thing, and I'll have either grains with it or whole wheat pasta, or lentil pasta, sorry. A stew, like a vegetable stew or bean stew, Italian stew vibes, something like that. And I'll either add grains to it, or, you know, it, it's a flexible thing. But it's always, you know, a rich, nutrient-dense meal. So I'll eat that. And then sometimes as like a dessert or as a full meal, really, I'll have protein pudding. This is just a treat, really. So you mix yogurt and protein powder. That's the simplest form. I've been doing this since I was a young lad. Granted, I don't do it as much. I don't do it a lot now at all. But back then, I was using, you know, total Greek yogurt, and it was like an 80 gra 70 grams of protein a meal. Back when I was, you know, misinformed about the amount of protein I needed. But now, yeah, it'll be mostly, you know, a lot of frozen banana, a bit of protein powder, uh, soy yogurt, you know, without added sugar, hopefully, if you've got it. And then on top, you can add a bit of peanut butter if you like, some sliced fresh banana. And yeah, I mean, give that a try as well, because that's an absolute treat. You're basically making banana and ice cream, and you might add a bit of protein. And then for snacks, my diet is probably like 50% peanut butter at this point. 50% nuts. <laughs> Not really, but I do eat a lot of it. It's, you know, I exercise a lot, so... Those are calories that, I, that I'll, I'll need and I crave. So I'll have a lot of dates, typically. Dates and peanut butter. It's like a nice little quick snack. What else? Banana and peanut butter. <laughs> I'm just listing things and peanut butter now. I haven't been eating as much recently. Yeah, because we don't have any left because we've eaten it all. And another thing I'll do is I'll make a fruit salad. I'll put... I'll chop up banana. If we have melon, I'll put melon in. And I'll put a bunch of frozen berries in, in a Tupperware, I'll take it to work or I'll just leave it for a bit and then I'll eat it and it's all, and you get all the juice at the bottom, it's, I highly recommend it. I eat a lot of, you know, a lot of fruit, a lot of apples and if my sister has made some nice healthy baked goods, I'll sample them as well. And that's about it really. I, I mean, this is very, this is just, you know, the tip of the iceberg and it's subject, subject to change, you know, it's flexible but I do sort of follow that rough structure and I tick, you know, mentally tick the boxes off in my head and sort of that's the rationale behind it. I hope that gives you a, you know, a greater idea. And again, 
if you have any questions, you know, and if you want any guidance with your own diet, I am starting my own health coaching service soon where I'll be offering my service, you know, designing, giving advice, uh, or alternatively, because that's not out yet and not ready to uh, launch, you can email me at healthhometruths at outlook.com. You can reach, reach me on Instagram or the social medias, so if you have any questions, send them there. But yeah, I hope that gives you a, a good outlook. Is it Gmail? <laughs> it's at gmail.com. Right, so thank you for listening. Again, I must thank my engineer and my composer, my partner in crime, Julian Kirk. The lovely intro music. You know, I hope it incited some feelings within you. I know it does me too. <laughs> my producer, my lovely sister Meg, thank you. And all the artwork you see, the logo, my banners, my thumbnails, and my site when it is launched. All the artwork was done by my sister Harriet. Even if you don't go to my site to buy my service, go there to just look at the art. Because it's going to be, you know, incredible. It's going to really, it might even make you healthier just looking at it. <laughs> So yeah, I thank for all that artwork. And this was all recorded at the barn. Thank you for listening and good night.